To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about Disney than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. Absolutely okay with that. Yeah, for sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And y'all, Disney World is open uh, for better or worse in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> it is open. And if you listen to any of our previous recordings, you know we have some mixed feelings on this. Uh, they kind of range from... I think Teresa leans towards the, oh my gosh, what are they doing? Like, this should not be happening <laughs> levels um, to where Jane's the local person where she is definitely concerned about her friends and family who need jobs and need an income and need to get that paycheck. But on the other hand, she's also concerned about those same people who are now put in the line of COVID fire. Uh, and then there's me who I, I, I make my living off of all things Disney and at the same time, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's opened, but I'm also very concerned that it's opened all in the same breath in the same moment. And uh, is that pretty accurate, guys? Did I kind of sum up where, where we all are at these, at this point in time? I think so. Yeah, like I said, and I, I do fall into the, especially in terms of people needing to go back to work. I, I, I totally appreciate that part of it, and I understand it's, it's not an easy decision for anybody, but yes, I, I think more of the three of us, I'm very much more leaning on the, oh, please, they should not be open side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, and, and I, I, I don't think either one of us are ever going to tell anybody that they're wrong about how they feel about these parks opening, because it's a right. very complex and, and crazy thing. So yeah, like totally appreciate your feelings on that. So FYI, guys, I am actually here. I am at Walt Disney World as we're recording this, and I am sitting in my lovely, socially distant cabin <laughs> at Fort Wilderness Resort, and it's it's been a fantastic stay from that perspective. We are kind of in our own little, uh, I don't want to call it a bubble because it's not exactly, but you know we're doing our own thing here, right? We have food, we're cooking here, we're eating here, uh, we are not co-mingling with people in the restaurants or in the lobbies or anything like that. We're kind of off on our own. So except for the parks, this is where we are. And uh, that being said, I am also waiting for the, uh, the, the housekeepers, the mousekeeping to come by. So there's a chance that I'm going to have to physically move and you're going to just hear a change in the uh, audio when that happens. I'll probably go outside or something. Uh, so I just want to give you a heads up because we don't want to miss them. Uh, we desperately need towels. <laughs> so that being said, we're taking a lot of showers because it's Florida and it's July and it's disgusting and gross. Showers are desperately needed here. All right. Jane and I have both spent some time in the parks this week. And we wanted to give the real deal report on what we felt, saw, and experienced uh, so it can help you in making your decisions on if a trip to Walt Disney World is in your future. That being said, we're just two people, so we can only express what we actually saw. I know there's a lot of differing opinions all over the internet, and so keep that in mind. What we saw is not necessarily going to line up with what you've also read somewhere else. However, 
neither one of us have an agenda. Uh, even though technically I'm a travel agent, I sell Disney, I make my money off of that. I honestly am not here to tell you that now is the time to come back to Disney. That's not what I'm doing. And I want to be perfectly clear on that. I am also not here to tell you cancel your trip is the worst idea ever. Okay. Because I'm here. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't. And I, and I, and I was fully prepared to pack up and leave if I felt differently. And I don't, there's kind of some pros and cons and we're going to go over some of those uh, in a little bit as to what would work or not work. And you can line that up with your vacation going style and make that determination. But bottom line, it's a pandemic. Florida is seeing some obscene numbers right now. Like I said, yeah, I think this is one of the situations where, you know, it's good to take in as much information as you can. And I mean, I think you do that with Disney anyway. Everybody takes in, you research, you learn as much as you can and make the choices that are right for you. And I think that's, this is just another example of having to do that. Yeah, I think the number one thing is we're going to tell you what we experienced and what we see. And a lot of it is giving you information so that you can make the best decision for your family. There's a lot of other factors that go into how one person may feel versus another. Um, And so we're just here to tell you what's available to you if you choose to come or if it helps you decide one way or another. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, like in, in my case, you know, I'm, I'm a blogger. I write about Disney I'm a travel agent that sells it. I am also not really posting anything on my Instagram. Teresa was, you know, saying that to watch my feed, I hate to disappoint, but I haven't put it out there because I don't want to give the impression that I am um, out here actively like promoting and saying, see, look, it's amazing. You should all come. I feel like this is absolutely something that each family has to kind of take in and make that determination on their own. And I just didn't want to give any impression that I'm over here being a quote unquote influencer, by the way, I hate that term, but I didn't want to give that impression that that's what I was doing. So I just chose to kind of be quiet on those accounts. However, we have a Facebook group. Everything is open. Anytime you want to come into that Facebook group and ask any questions, or if you want to see some pictures or you want any details, please come and join us. It's the no guilt Disney Facebook uh, group. And I will probably put some pictures in there later on uh, this week and give a little rundown in there as well. But uh, yeah, it was just uh, this weird kind of feeling I personally had that I didn't want it to appear like I was, um, I don't know, trying to get people to come because yes, I think you can come. Yes, I think it can be as safe as it can be anywhere during this pandemic. However, (laughs) I'm also not telling you you should come (laughs) if that makes any sense at all to anybody. I hope it does. all right, Jane, let's start with uh, overall feelings. What what did you feel? I know you were there for uh, annual cast previews, but when we actually were there with the general public, how did you feel about that experience? I felt similar to, I would say, the annual pass holder preview. I did Magic Kingdom both Saturday and Sunday. Saturday definitely felt more crowded than annual pass preview and definitely felt more crowded than Sunday did. I don't necessarily know that there was a change in capacity in general, um, but I do think that 
I, my impression was we entered at rope drop, which we never do, but we wanted to be there when it magically opened. And I think everybody else was there too, as you know, is expected. And that sort of freaked us out and kind of a little bit set the tone for, oh, there's a lot of people here. Um, Even though we would walk through areas where we literally couldn't see another soul. So, um, you know, I think it's just like the next day we were like, okay, we'll just come later and that's fine. And we did, we went in at 11 o'clock and it was absolutely deserted. So I think my overall experience was that it was as good as the annual pass holder preview. Um, but there were definitely parts where I was like, whoa, and had to kind of pull back a bit. I um, actually didn't have too many whoa parts. Uh, the only the only issue that I had with, with crowds, uh, and I'll touch on that in a little bit with transportation, was from leaving my resort and trying to get over to Magic Kingdom. But once we got there, I think I showed up maybe 15 minutes after you, Jane. So maybe that initial... Yes like rush that push, their initial push went through because when I was walking down main street and walking in, I had, I mean, I could have done cartwheels down the street. I could have put my hands out and that was like at nine fifteen. It wasn't even, you know, really that much later uh, by any means. Um, I just felt like I had a lot of space around me and never at any point at either magic kingdom on Saturday or animal kingdom on Sunday, did we feel uh, any crowding issues. Again, I could have been zigging when people were zagging. It could have been just the luck of where our family decided to go and what rides we decided to, to go on and the paths that we took, but I never encountered it. The only things that I would say um, that I was super cognizant of and had to pull back from was when the character cavalcades would start coming down the street. A lot of people would like rush to the edge, you know, to see them. And that's where I noticed like just that people weren't spacing themselves out uh, six, you know, feet like, um, was it at Shanghai? Shanghai had boxes whenever they had that, that your party was supposed to stand in those certain boxes, you know, for, um, for events like this. Mm -hmm. Uh And we don't have them at magic kingdom. And so that was something I noticed is that people's kind of old habits of just, you know, rushing up to see Merida when she came down on her horse, it happened. And that was when I was like, well, everybody step way back, you know, so we were making the call to like move ourselves away from people that also could play into this is that my children, myself, my husband, we are all super hyper careful in these COVID times. And that has been such a huge blessing. I don't have to tell my kids like stop touching that or back off or move back. They're doing it themselves. Age maybe because their mother's a psycho. I don't know what the answer is, but um, it's definitely been ingrained to them. So that's one thing that I can say for our family is our experience has, has we have not felt any uh, major concerns about that. The, the only other times we have felt any concerns were some of the, the social distances in the, in the lines. And I'll, we'll, we'll get to some of that discussion here, I think. But overall feeling, it's it's as good as it can be during the pandemic it is absolutely weird agreed totally a weird feeling yeah and it was so weird um animal kingdom was so just strange to me yesterday guys we did not wait for flight of passage it was a Mm walk-on like all day long (laughs) 
in July. And tell everybody what you messaged me to tell me. <laughs> what did I, what did I tell you? I don't even remember. <laughs> what did I tell you? you were so like, I was hot day. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're right. I've never seen these lines. And you said, and I was like, Teresa will be so proud when she says this. And I saved the message, Teresa, so you can listen to it. She said, these Imagineers are so genius. All of these amazing things they put in these standby lines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I did. Yeah, I I messaged. I I sent a voice message to Jane while I was going through one of the queues. And I was like, this is amazing. Do you know all these little touches that you miss when you're when you're staying Disney and don't you stand by? (laughs) It's true. It's true. Uh, so, Teresa, you know, y- you and the Imagineers are right. There are, there's so many amazing touches, even at Animal Kingdom, which you guys know I'm not a big fan of, uh, that I was blown away by that we were just catching because there's no people around you. Like you ha- And there was no rush. I had all the time in the world to just kind of wander through and look at stuff. It was crazy. Well, I'll be honest. I'm excited about the fact that I know recently the version of Imagineering doing that was putting interactive elements into the queues so that we people could, you know, just let off some steam or kids keep kids entertained while they're waiting in these long lines. And I feel like you you lost a little bit of just those other visual details, which I know is kind of weird for me to bring up, <laughs> being the visually impaired person. Um, but I, I'm excited, I you know, the, as they're developing new attractions and things, I think they're going to have to rethink what what is entertaining for being in the queue and what are things that what are those kind of nice touches that they can put in and I think it'll step away from being some of that interactive stuff or it'll be a new way of figuring out how to make it interactive but I think I think putting in those those hidden details that you just kind of like you want to you want to explore and look at the whole area um, versus putting your hands all over it yeah yeah there's definitely uh, a lot of and there was a lot of stuff that we were looking at that Lucy was asking oh well what's that and I was like well you used to be able to play with that but you never saw it before because we never did standby. <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, can I play with it now? And I was like, what do you think? She's like, no, because it's stupid COVID. And I was like, exactly. So um, it was just kind of, it's, it, it has been a completely, di- absolutely completely different Disney vacation in so many ways. One of which just absolutely being that you see a lot more details and a lot more um, very cool aspects that you didn't see before, literally because there's nobody standing in front of them. There's no people around you. So you have this time to kind of look and see stuff that you didn't see before. And that's really cool. But overall, the vibe is weird. Like the vibe is off. It is not. And and when I say that, don't, please don't mistake me for saying, thinking that I'm having a terrible time or I don't like it here. I love Disney. I'm having a fantastic time. But it's just an overall feeling of just it's a it's an energy like that's in the place that's that shifted. Right. It's just it's it's everything. Right. It's just you. It's just all different. It's very different. Yeah, I think I I think one of the one of the big concerns was, you know, how easy it is to turn off the outside world when you go to Disney because they do create that magical bubble. So for years, you know, that was always the place I would go and I'd be like, I have no idea what's going on in the outside world. Um, but through this, you still can't turn it off. No. Nope. So it is that balance of 
trust me, it does feel magical. And, you know, there are touches and even just like, no, there's no parade, but there's these cavalcades and they're adorable and fun. Like you still get that piece, but you're always on guard and you're always looking and watching and who's Mm -hmm. around me. And those, that family doesn't have their masks on correctly. Let's go over here. Like whatever it is, you're always on guard. So um, there's a lot of great things that, um, you know, like I felt yesterday at Magic Kingdom, it was so peaceful. And I, I kept saying for the first time in probably 10 years, I could just sit and all I could hear was the music and Disney and not crowds, no people, mm-hmm. no talking. And that was just beautiful, but also please stay away from me. <laughs> so it is this weird sort of awesomeness combined with hyper awareness of what's really going on around you. So it, it is a little bit weird. It is. Yeah, it, It's definitely one of those things that if you, if you do plan to come, just recognize it's not going to feel exactly the same. Now, did we feel the same joy and excitement being on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? Yes. Like that was pure enjoyment, especially because we got Lucy on it for the first time and we were so proud of her. That was very cool. Did it feel like we were somehow getting away with something crazy when we rode Space Mountain three times in 15 minutes? Because it was just get off, get back in line, get off, get back in line, get off. It was insane. Um, Those things are still like we're getting this joy, you know, out of out of out of the rides and the experiences. The cast members all have had such smiles on their faces and have been super helpful. Like yesterday, my daughter kind of melted down. She had she rode a flight of passage with us the first time when we went back for a second ride. She suddenly got very nervous and decided she just didn't want to do it. And she kind of had this mini meltdown literally as we were getting on to the, uh, the, the bikes, the, well, the whatever, the, the docking stations, whatever they call those things, uh, as we were in that room. And so I took her out and we sat and we waited and they were so kind to her and they came over, they calmed her down and they, you know, chit chatted with her for a little bit. And then they looked at me and she, and she was just like, mom, I'm so sorry you didn't get your ride. And they were like, Oh, princess, she can still have a ride. If, if you want her to, do you want her to ride? And she was like, Oh yes, please very much. So. And so they were like, no problem, mom, do you want to get on when, when your rest of your family gets off, you know, we'll, we'll switch them out. And I was like, you guys are the best. Also, that was the weirdest thing, guys. We ended up in an entire theater, me and my three oldest children riding flight of passage. We were the only ones in that theater. Yep. It's, you know how like you can lean forward and you can see all the other seats in that whole yeah. huge thing. We, we, we were the only ones in that entire theater for that ride. That's crazy. It's insane. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's crazy. It, it's, it is unbelievable at times, I think is what I'm trying to spit out here is because this is just not something that you, we as Disney goers would ever expect to have experienced. Um, however, that just is the reminder why we're experiencing this. It's, because there's a pandemic going on and people are not coming to the Disney parks because it's not someplace you should be going to probably. Ah, 
anywho, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's that. We did have a few bumps, um, on opening day transportation to the parks for us from Fort Wilderness was an issue. Uh, this is something that I was kind of surprised to learn. FYI. Yes, they know, uh, Disney in, in its whole big wide knowledge of everything. Disney knows which park you're going to now. However, Disney's knowledge doesn't get that knowledge doesn't get shared with, say, the resorts who might need to know how to transport you to those parks in the best way. They don't talk to each other. So even though in my head, it made sense that, well, they all they know that they're going to have so many people. They're going to have 10,000 people or 4,000 people. We'll say 4,000 people from Fort Wilderness are all going to Magic Kingdom uh, the, the first, the first day. So they're going to have arrangements made for transportation. They did Look, not. Raise they your hand not. at home. If you're not even remotely surprised that the right hand doesn't talk to the left hand. Yes. Everyone has. Their <laughs> <hand>. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was before. <laughs> there yes. we go. Expecting that logic again. <laughs> uh, honestly, and, and that was the thing is like, I, I was, um, I wasn't, I don't want to say I was mad because I wasn't mad. I was just disappointed again <laughs> because to me, it just made so much sense that, well, now you know exactly where people are staying and which resort they're going to because of the reservation system. Why did you not have a better prepared plan for the, the launches or the buses or something? They made it work. They made it work quickly Shout out to Fort Wilderness transportation peeps. They were all over it, but I'm not kidding guys. This line was huge and it stretched all the way out from the Marina all the way past, uh, the training post, the trading post. And, um, and that was by like eight 30 in the morning and that they hadn't even started a single boat to go across for a 9 AM opening. So it was, that was a little bumpy for me. Um, but once we got into the parks, everything went smoothly and we didn't have any problems. We never bunched up. We never had it. Like I said, I cannot recall a single time where I had to pull my kids back or pull off to the side or do anything differently when it came to a social distance issue in a crowd. We were kind of like how Jane said, you would look around and nobody's around you. We had tons of that happening. We had tons where we were just walking down the middle of the street and you could see people, but they were they were way far away from me. Like they were anywhere near us. Um, we didn't, we just didn't run into any of those issues when it did start to rain. My kids were riding on space mountain and I was sitting over by the people mover with Lucy. And so, uh, and there was not a lot of people like, uh, you know, out and about so that we didn't see any of that. Like everybody rushed to get undercover at once. That didn't happen to us. Um, so Yeah. Yeah, we didn't see any of that. I know it happened. I'm just saying we didn't see it where we were in the park. And I think that's, you know, something to keep in mind is that everybody really depends on your location and depends on the snapshot moment in time that you're you're seeing. Just because you saw it in one location doesn't mean it was like that throughout everywhere. Still, you wouldn't want that you wouldn't want to be in that one location, <laughs> but it wasn't like that everywhere cuz that's not what we experienced at all. No, and and you know, um, I was with my friend Heather and Heather said yesterday, I think everybody just needs to come in with different expectations. And she was like, if you come in with different expectations, this is wonderful. 
And, you know, you just need to be aware that it's not going to be 100% the same. When I say that we had areas that had people, we had, um, it was the initial rope drop uh, coming up Main Street. We got halfway up Main Street and said, mm, this is a little too much from us, for us. But we knew that it was literally just everybody coming in at the same time. So we said, let's just turn around, go back to the front of the park. We knew over by Tony's, no one was there. We'll just stay there and we'll just people watch everybody come in for a little bit. And like you said, Patty, it wasn't even five minutes. The streets were empty. Mm-hmm, so it was mm-hmm. just everybody at that literal one time. So we were like, we'll just give them a minute to just disperse through the park and then we'll go. And the other time was back by, um, the Tangled Bathroom and Peter Pan. Peter Pan was queuing outside because um, that line had gotten a, a little bit longer and it was queuing outside and it was like Small World was queuing. They have an extra like overflow queue area and people were stopping to go to the bathroom and we were just trying to get through there from Haunted Mansion. So that was just a little bit. And again, it was, it probably broke up in 30 seconds. Um, you know, we were cautious about like, okay, just get through here. And we just walked around Pinocchio house and the rest of fantasy land empty. So when we say pockets of people, it's not, it's not like they're crowding and hanging out and it's just going to stay that way. No, it's literally like, oh, okay. Everybody just sort of is here at the same time for a second in time. And yes you turn around and there's no one there. And I have to, I have to edit myself. I have to edit myself. We did have one situation where I did pull the kids off to the side and we waited. That mm-hmm. was when we left uh, flight of passage the first time. So everybody exits flight of passage at the same time. And yes. you all walk down the same stair stairwells together. And there's no expectation of social distancing. Cause you just keep moving. And that was at that point that I was like, you know what, we're not going to merge into that. So we stopped. There was nobody behind us because we were the only people in our little pod or whatever they call them. Um, so we just waited until everybody above us had walked their way all the way down through the stairwell and left. And then we went ahead and finished. Uh, that was, I did want to, that, that there was that, because when you said everybody kind of converges at the same time, uh, in one place, but then it dissipates within like 30 seconds, very similar. It's like the exit queue of, um, of a lot of rides. Um, and I had that, I noticed that at uh, universal Orlando when I was there uh, earlier this month too. And so just keep that in mind is that it's when you're getting off of rides that you might have that experience where there's a lot of people leaving at the same time. And if any one of us had taken pictures of it, it would have looked like a madhouse. Exactly. Exactly. We did that on, um, we rode the, is it the Liberty Bell, right? That's the ferry <laughs> yeah. boat. Medium. The ferry boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We rode that yesterday and, you know, it is an entrance. They tell you everybody has to go downstairs in order to exit. And I just turned and I was like, I'm just going to wait for everybody to go. I'm going to stay on my socially distant dot that's on the floor that tells me where I'm allowed to stand and I'll just wait for everybody else to leave. And then I just left because yes, everybody went downstairs at the same time to get off the boat. We're all just conditioned that way. Like, so you just kind of have to do what's best for you and your family. And for me, I was like, "Mm, I'll hang back for 10 extra seconds and then I get off and there's no one around me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, 
Let's see. What else? Uh, so I have to say the new bag check process is a dream. And again, if anybody is thinking that Disney's making any money off of this reopening, please adjust your expectations. Cause that is, I don't see how on earth they can be making a single dime during this reopening with all of the plexiglass they bought, the sanitizer they bought, the new uh, walk through security systems that they have set up. Mm-hmm. That alone had to blow a budget, uh, you know, that, that line on the that line item on the, on the budget had to be huge. Um, but it made, it made a huge difference in the feeling and the safety feel of the park because nobody's touching you. You're not queued up. You're not waiting behind somebody. Um, nobody's touching your things. <laughs> nobody's going through all of your stuff. It, it was pretty fantastic. So I did hear though that if you're if something does go off in your bag, somebody will hand check your bag. Um, so they were mentioning to us umbrellas and metal water bottles. So that was what we had out of our bags to go. You take them and you put them in a um, plastic bin that goes outside of the walk through security, and then you just walk through and then you pick it up on the other side, and keep going. But um, if, if there's anything that's metal in your bag, I'll tell you my keys are in my bag. That didn't set it off. But if there's something that's going to do that, then they will have to check your bag. So it's not to say that they won't touch your bag. They will if it sets it off. But if everything is out of the bag ahead of time, then it's super easy to just walk through. Yep. Any questions about that, Teresa? No, I was thinking that makes sense. It seems similar to what they do, you know, when you're when you're flying and you go to TSA. There's, you know, yes. I'm saying that, that not not the actual scanner portion of it, but like I said, your your items don't get touched unless there's some kind of an alert, and then that makes sense that they would then have to kind of manually just manually overlook things. And I think that's that's also I think that should make people feel safer, both in the respect that they're not always having people's hands touching things, but that they are, if something's, if there's a reason that they feel like they need to take a closer look, they're going to do that. And that, that should make everybody still feel safe, even with these new procedures. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Social distance line markers, I thought were, I love them. I want them to stay around for forever. Agreed. I agree. I I never, ever want to go any place that doesn't have a you stand here sticker. I'm sorry, but I, I, this is something I can embrace. Um, because uh, I'm with you. This I is one of the things also, I want to keep after this is over. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I, and I am judging people who don't realize what those stickers are for. So let me just be really clear. If there's a sticker on the ground, read it. <laughs> because it says stand behind this line (laughs) like do that don't stand in front of it don't wander across it like stay where you're supposed to stand and for the most part people do but uh there was a couple of folks in the uh expedition everest line yesterday that like literally just didn't care that there were stickers any like they just didn't care and i was like come on guys so i was very loud about hi you can stop right there and i purposely gave looks and said to my kids, don't forget to stand on the line, you know, right there guys. And they finally caught on, but I just, I, that they're there for a reason and they're amazing if people will use them. So let's yeah, use and the, the other thing with the line is there are some people that they'll stay behind the line, but they'll take up the entire space between that line. And then the line that is six feet away behind them, 
So when those families were in front of me and look, I get it. If you have a party of 12 and you're trying to fit into one line marker, it's not going to work. And I'm not asking you to stay on top of each other, but sometimes it was like three people and they're taking up the whole six feet of space. Um, but really then I just chose to hang back an extra line marker. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna compromise my comfort, you know, for you to take up that space. And then what I do ask is that the people then that are behind me trying to distance from this family sort of understand that even though we're not three feet ahead, we're still all going to get on in the same amount of time. Cause we had people that were like, it's open. That one's open. And I was like, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was totally me. <laughs> because we're like, we're, we're you can family. move. <laughs> no. We're, we're a family of six and we do take up a lot more space. So right. basically I, I made it a family. I made it a group of five and then a group of one. I took up that extra line and then had people spaced out behind me six feet behind me. And my kids kept going, come on, come on, come get with us, mom. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm going to take up this extra space. So I admit it. I did the same thing too, because we're too big of a group. And so if we had stayed our six people in that six foot space, um, the next group would have been right on top of us. Right. And that's, that's not what any of us should be doing. We should be leaving this space. That's the purpose of the space. And so I created a group of five and a group of one. <laughs> I became a group of my of myself. So I would take up that extra line too. Um, see, there's all kinds of tricks. You can still interwork into your COVID-related Disney trips if you need to go. Well, I think the great thing is we can control it, right? Yeah. There's a lot that you can do to that affects your personal experience. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. And if, if you just know what you're comfortable with and don't allow that line to be crossed and then you can really go and have a comfortable ish time. (laughs) Ish. No, you're, that's exactly it. A comfortable ish time. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I, um, you know, I had posted yesterday, we rode, you know, we rode tons of rides, but we, uh, we wanted to do jungle cruise yesterday. We went through the queue at jungle cruise. Fine. I had seen plenty of accounts that they weren't really loading the boats a lot, but there are, uh, there's vinyl and plexiglass in between. And Patty, maybe, I don't know if you guys rode jungle cruise, but maybe you can tell me when we got up to load, they first, I had watched two or three boats go out and they were fully loaded. And I was like, what? I'm again, not a fully loaded boat. Plexiglass or no plexiglass. Nope. And there was a large party in front of us that was probably, I want to say they were probably close to like 15, like that size party. They had loaded them. They had filled half the boat and then they wanted us to get on this boat and they were going to load more behind us. I was like, nope, I'll wait for the next one. The cast member was like, well, it's not going to get any better. We're going to load that many people every time. I said, okay, then great. Can you just show me how to exit? It's as simple as that. Like I've, I can recite the jokes on the jungle cruise and sit at home and watch my own backside of water. I'm good. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no re- Yeah. Don't force yourself to do anything that you're not comfortable with. And if that's the situation that you come across and you're not comfortable with what you're saying, get off it. We didn't ride it yet, so um, I didn't have any experience on the Jungle Cruise just yet. Um, so, th- but that's very good to know. 
So we'll, we'll yeah, have to determine if we're going to try it or not. <laughs> and honestly, it's on my list to send them a note about because I think and I don't know whether they're supposed to be doing it and maybe there's misunderstanding, but I think they should be loading every other section of plexiglass mm-hmm. and they're not. And there's no plexiglass in the middle. So you're just sitting directly across from people and there's not a chance that that boat is six feet apart from each other. So mm. even with the mask on, it just didn't feel comfortable. But um, I, I was going to send them a little note and say, hey, maybe you guys should consider loading every other section instead of every section, because I could potentially be still sitting on a boat and touching legs with the person next to me. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of your own personal comfort, let's talk about masks. Masks in this heat. There was so much drama so much drama about people not wanting to go until masks are no longer required, that people were going to be falling all over themselves and passing out left and right. Y'all, I've been to Universal in the heat. I've been to Disney now in the heat. And I can say it's fine. It is not like, I love this. This is amazing. We should wear masks all the time in 110 uh, heat index weather. No, like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I would much rather prefer not to be wearing them. However, at no point did I feel overheated. At no point did we feel that we uh, needed to do anything extreme or that we were going to fall down or anything like that. We brought lots of water. We continue to drink water all day long. We don't, we are not uh, going into restaurants and sitting down and eating very much. We did, we did do it once yesterday, but we're not doing that. Like as a rule, I'm staying out of those kinds of places. We are not, um, shoppers. So we're also not like going into the emporium and shopping around or doing anything in there. So in other words, I'm saying I stayed out of the AC except for the rides and the attractions that provide it. I did go on those, but I, I wasn't particularly feeling a need like, I needed to go in and get some AC. And that was even with yesterday being at Animal Kingdom and as hot as it was, which was, it was bananas yesterday. So that being said, I am one person. This is my experience with my four children and my husband. And none of us have felt overwhelmed by the heat. Take that for whatever it's worth. You know your body, you know how you feel, you know how you respond to things. But I can say we came prepared in comfortable clothing. Some of us wore hats. We um, had extra masks to swap out in case one got too sweaty or too uncomfortable. I had water, like I was handing out and pushing water on everybody the whole entire day long. And uh, and we felt we felt fine. We felt like it was completely doable. So Again, depending on who you are and how you experience heat, I can just tell you, I feel like we're fairly average. We've actually been indoors since the start of COVID. Like none of us have been outside doing a whole lot outside. So I was concerned that this would be such a shock to our system that it would just take us out. And uh, it's been fine. It's It's been fine. It's hot, but it's been fine. Now, it's definitely, it's definitely hot. And I mean, I live here, but... As uh, most people who know me know, I keep my house as cold as a morgue. Um, You come here, bring a sweatshirt and a parka. It is always winter in Jane's house. (laughs) But um, I, I don't, the problem is it's Florida and it's hot. And I don't think that the mask 
had contributes to any of my it's hotness. <laughs> it's Florida. So, um, you know, I didn't really have any problems with the masks I had on. Uh, they stayed all day long. I did yesterday. I did get heat rash um, and I did get it inside where my mask was and on my neck and on the back of my neck. But I will be perfectly honest. There's usually two or three days a year when I do get heat rash every year. So that's why I'm, I'm pointing that out to say it's not the mask's fault. I get it anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and it was just, we were out during hours. Um, yesterday we were out from 11 to about three o'clock, which is what we did when we went to animal kingdom. And those are not hours that we're normally out. Whereas on Saturday we went nine to 12 and then we went back at five o'clock and that worked out perfect for us. So we're just not real, you know, height of the day people. And um, so that I think contributed, but same like Patty said, water, water, water. I can't get enough water. I highly recommend having a cup. We loved having a water bottle or a cup with a straw because it's easy to just pull up the bottom of your mask and get a drink with the straw. And if you do that enough times, it just becomes like, oh, I can keep drinking. So you're well hydrated and it's not a process to get the masks on and off. The other thing we noticed was carrying a water bottle really ties up your hands, which means like you won't touch things. Mm -hmm. So we got like, we noticed we would not, we were really cautious. Like we weren't touching any handrails or even getting on and off of rides. Like our goal was to be able to stand up off of rides and like out of like a boat, like a pirate's boat and not have to like touch the seat in front of us or behind us. So we were like, all right, now it's like, you know, you got to do some core work. We're going to make it a game. <laughs> um, and it took a little time, but those are the things. But we, we all said having the water bottle ties up your hands and stops you from touching stuff. And that is worth it. <laughs> no, it's smart. That's actually, that's a good tip. Uh, good tip for, for multiple reasons. <laughs> Yeah, again, yeah. Again, things you wouldn't have had to think about before COVID, but things that you could be thinking about during COVID that could help keep you a little just that smidge more safer, right? Yeah. And again, right. something that I will keep after COVID leaves. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I saw tons of cleaning of ride vehicles, either uh, like on the safari as soon as we stepped off. A cast member was stepping on and she had a spray bottle and a rag and was wiping down everything after the safari. I also saw it um, a couple of times uh, just here at Fort Wilderness. I went over and we picked up a to-go box of breakfast. And while we were waiting, we had sat at a table inside the, um, the to-go place while we were waiting for our food. And when we got up and picked up our food because it was ready... They came immediately over. They sprayed down the chairs and the table. So it wasn't even just the top of the table. Like they were scrubbing down the chairs that we sat in and we didn't do anything but sit there and then got up and left. And they're like all over it, just, you know, wiping everything down. So uh, I've seen lots of that. Did you see any, any cleaning? Um, we did not see 
we saw a couple, I, I want to say, we did not see any rides. And I'm like, no, that's not true. We did. We saw a couple of rides. We did see the sprayers and that they do basically spray it down because um, we joked, Heather is a teacher. And she was like, that's going to be me in the fall with my sprayer hosing down my classroom every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did see that. And I mean, I just feel like there was, there was definitely a lot of cast all over, um, but on the rides and stuff, we were never at the part where you could see if they were cleaning things down. I know that other people have been like, oh, I'm watching them spray this down. We watched it on a couple of rides, but like the major rides, we didn't really see any of that, but we would get caught in like the backup of it. So like when we went to get on Haunted Mansion, which I know was right after you were on Haunted Mansion and you said, hey, they're cleaning it down. The line was a little bit backed up and they said, we're going through a cleaning cycle. So it's an extra seven minutes or something. And we were like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I felt I didn't feel that any place was not clean. Um, the one thing we did was we brought we had Lysol wipes, which we wiped off the um, guns and Buzz Lightyear, the little shooters. Uh, we wiped those off. I understand that they're cleaning them often, but I we just kind of right. wanted to clean them off because they're filthy beings anyway. The other thing we noticed, the we rode teacups and the turntables were shiny. We've never seen them this shiny. We were like, <laughs> they polished these for hours. <laughs> well, so this actually brings up a question that I hadn't thought about before. Um, so for the 3D glasses, I mean, I know yes. you put them, you get them and then you put them in the bins, but is were there any modifications to those or is it just the same process? You you pick up a pair, then you chuck it in the little the little bin when you're done. Uh, the only one I've been on that has glasses has been in Flight of Passage so far. And right. in that instance, they handed them to me. I didn't, I didn't have to dig them out of a bin or anything like that. They handed them to us. And then I whipped out my Lysol wipes and I wiped them all down before I handed them off to my family members. Then I handed each of them the a, a new clean wipe. And I said, as soon as we go in and we sit down, because you're going to hold on to stuff, please mm-hmm. just go ahead and wipe those down as well. So again, are we doing more than is necessary? Maybe, but that was the only way I was going to feel comfortable uh, getting on certain rides. So yes. Um, then after that, when we left, there was just a bin to drop them in. That was my experience uh, for flight of passage. I haven't been on anything else that requires 3d glasses. So I can't speak to what, how, how the other setups are, but, um, that's another tip. So I did see on somebody's Instagram story that they spoke to somebody. And honestly, I wish I could remember, but I've watched so many stories. I can't remember which one was the one that said it, but they spoke to somebody about the 3d glasses and the the 3d glasses are only being used once per day. So once you dump them in the bin, they go, they go into needs to be disinfected overnight and then they don't come back until the next day. So whenever they give you your, your glasses, you're the only person to get them all day. Oh, that's good to know. So I don't have to wipe them down. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If it makes you, if it gives you more comfort doing that. Exactly. Keep going with it. But no, that's, that's good to know. That was one thing that like I said, I don't know why it, I didn't think about it prior to everything, but then just as the conversation was going, I was like, oh yeah, that is something that, you know, lots of people's 
hands get on. <laughs> and I would You're assume just- that they, they came up with a process, but that's, that's helpful to know. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is there's so many weird touch points. <laughs> yes, there are. Right. Tons. And, and here's the thing about those 3d glasses, um, that that makes complete sense that how easy, that's such an easy solution because if there's, if there is only say 20% of the usual people coming through in a day, they've got tons of glasses sitting back there that they can just rotate out the next day. Right. They're, they're not, they're not going to run out of glasses, right. There's, there's a lot in inventory that they can, um, that they can get to. So that makes sense. And I'm, I'm glad that that's, that's the status that you uh, saw Jane. So, so good job Instagram stalking because that's good info to have. Um, the other thing, and I don't know if I said it the other day, but when you talk about flight of passage in those glasses, I wear regular people glasses. And so having the mask and my glasses on, and then the flight of passage glasses over it was really like a lot for my face. It was like the mask was hitting the over the 3d glasses and my own glasses. And like, I couldn't, I kept like pushing them around. And so that was just like a weird thing for me to get used to. So if you wear glasses out there, just know that that could be a little, it's just a little awkward. It's like, there's a lot on my face and I felt like it was all pushing against each other. And so I had to constantly adjust them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I have a couple things that haven't gone over. You did, you very, very brief, briefly mentioned um, you did one one seated indoor dining experience. And I guess you've done, been doing more of like the, the quick service dining. Um, yep. I'm just curious about both of those, how they went. Sure. Uh, and especially with, I, I imagine, do they have like, I guess for where there's like the outdoor seating available for the, the quick service dining, do they do the same things that like restaurants have been doing where they have like they've marked off like you cannot sit at these tables or are they is that another thing they're leaving to people to hopefully space themselves? No. So uh, the first day we decided to eat lunch at um, Cosmic Grace, mostly because I think it was mm-hmm. one of two or three locations in the entire park open, uh, which I will put on my cons list of coming at this time. You just don't have as many options for a lot of things. Um, so that's a con if you're used to, if you have some very, like I absolutely love eating at Harbor house Well, Harbor house isn't an option. So that's kind of sad to me. (laughs) Um, anyway, so cosmic rays, we ordered a mobile order. Apparently so did everybody else at like the same time. And so there was, uh, what they do is they have you stand outside of the, uh, restaurant. You don't even go in until your mobile order says that it's ready. Then you walk up and you show it to a cast member and then they will tell you when you can go inside and which line to go get in line to. So in our case, there was a family that got connect, uh, got uh, contacted right before us. They walked up, we waited behind them a little bit. Once she sent them in to go pick up their food, we walked up and it turned out, I guess it was the same line or the same section or something. She's like, hold off for one minute, let them get inside. And then you can follow in. Like they weren't even just sending us right in right one, right after the other. They were very, she was, she was pacing us, right? She was, she wasn't going to let us, you know, uh, bulk up together on the inside. So at that point we did go in, uh, I got in our, there was line markers again on the ground. I got in line with one of my kids to help carry food. And then I told the other ones to go find a seat to sit in, and of course I made them go outside. 
nobody wanted to go outside because they really enjoyed that 10 seconds of air conditioning that they were given, but I don't care. We're sitting outside. So we went outside on the patio of uh, Cosmic Rays and that, yes, the tables were set up where um, they had signs on them that said, you know, don't sit here, don't sit here, don't sit here. So we were able to find two tables that were near each other, but not actually, actually not like right near each other <laughs> uh, to fit our family, which was fine. So we, we sat at two kind of awkwardly spaced out tables, uh, which was good. And there was nobody around us when we were eating. I felt like that was uh, well done. And this was, this was probably 1245 in the afternoon. So it was a fairly busy lunch period. And there was, there was lots of seats open and there was lots of, uh, there was lots of available seats open as well as marked off seats that you were not allowed to sit in. Um, so I thought that was well done. The inside uh, table service that we decided to do uh, was Yak and Yeti. And this was at um, Animal Kingdom, kind of a last minute decision, but we decided to go in and have Yak and Yeti. And I was I was yelling at my family before we even walked in. And if everybody's saying that my poor kids are having a terrible time because their moms keeps yelling at them, y'all, they're not. They're having a blast. Just please trust me. They're having fun. Um, they just know that this was part of the deal of all of us coming was that if you wanted to come, we had to all be very, very careful. And so that just means as a mom, I'm going to repeat myself. Uh, constantly to make sure that they're as careful as possible. Uh, but anyway, so before we even walked in, I let them, I let my kids know, I was like, look, they'll tell you, you can take your mask off when you're inside the restaurant. I would like all of us to keep our masks on until our food and drinks actually show up. And they were like, okay. So no, no complaints, no problems. We sat down, we were the, the servers and everybody who was working in the restaurant had their masks on. And so did we. Everybody else had taken their masks off. And I am aware of how this works, that it needs to be like mask to mask for protection. However, it made me feel better, okay? Um, so uh, we did sit in there without with our masks on until our food came. And then we ate. And then as soon as everybody was done eating, each kid on their own was like, I'm going to get up and go outside and wait for you guys. They, they didn't want to sit in, like none of us are comfortable just sitting in a restaurant at this point. This was, I think, I think this was the second restaurant that we've even sat in since March. The other one was when we had gone to Universal um, back in, in June. So this was only the second time that we've actually sat in a restaurant. And um, we all, they, each one of them got up as they were finished eating and they went outside and just put their masks back on and waited for us outside in the free air instead of the circulated air to kind of, again, minimize things. Uh, Yak and Yeti, we got a really great table. There was nobody around us. And there was two uh, tables that were marked off directly next to us that you could not sit in. So even if they had had a table you know, to seat, they were not going to be sat anywhere near us. So that was the other thing, too, is we, we, had, a, we had a lot of social distancing within the restaurant itself. Um, my concern is just the air conditioning and those charts that I've seen that being in restaurants or being in bars can be problematic. So that was why I was like, ah, let's eat as fast as we can and just head on back out. Okay, guys, thanks. <laughs> um, and so that's what we did. I think we were inside probably for 35 minutes maximum ish around there is how long that it took us to eat. And, um, and then we left. So that was, that was that experience. 
Well, I so, have another. I haven't before. Sorry, before you go to you, Jane. I have a super important question because you mentioned cosmic rays. Um, so one of the highlights of getting to go there is raiding the toppings bar. So how Mm-mm. how is that? It's I mean, I, see, I assume it's gone, but it's I mean, do you, do you get like the same options? I guess when you're, I haven't looked in the apps. Like when you're doing mobile ordering or when you go up to get your food, do do they ask you like what other toppings do you want, or is that just completely gone for now? Um, it's gone, and the, there there was not really an option in the app to add stuff or do anything fancy. There's a little condiment section where you can go over and pick up ketchup and mustard. Um, I'm not sure what else is over there because I didn't pick it up, but there was a little condiment section, but like the toppings bar gone. Yeah. We did quick service at the hotel. We actually went back to the hotel to have lunch because we were feeling like we wanted to relax and just feel a little bit more comfortable and eating in our room was the best option for us. So we went back to Bay Lake and, oh, I should also add this. It was also partially because we were watching the weather and we didn't want to get stuck in the park when it was rained, raining and not have anywhere to get cover and worry about that. So we were sort of like, oh, hey, it looks like it's going to rain. Let's go back to the room. So plan accordingly. <laughs> you don't want to deal with rain. So we went back and we ate at Contempo Cafe, which is the quick service at the Contemporary. They operated the same way. You ordered on um, mobile. And once your mobile was ready, you were able to go up and say, hey, my order's ready. And they sent you right through. When I went in, they had all of my food already bagged up into a little grocery bag. They were like, here you go. Here's everything. Have a good day. And you could either sit in the dining area where they did have it marked off every other table. So it says, please do not sit here at a table that they don't want you sitting at. Or you could take it back to your room. They had um, the basic condiments, the ketchup, the mustard, the dressing, anything that was prepackaged was already out there. So you could just take that in your bag and go. And so we did that. And then we decided to try um, dine in for Plaza on Sunday, which is the first restaurant I've been in since February. And we did the very first seating, which was 11 a.m. We had a table. They have pulled tables out of the plaza. So it's not skipping tables. They just literally pulled them out. And they are six feet apart from each other. The menu was super, super modified. We ate and we were in and out pretty quickly. We ate, but on our way out, we were glad that we had done first seating and we were glad that we were getting out because it started to feel like it was too much for us. And um, I did feel like our table was a little close to another family's table because they had six people. And I don't necessarily know that the table that they were around was appropriate for six people. So it was a little much for us. I don't know that we'll be doing... Um, in restaurant dining again anytime soon. I think we're just more comfortable with ordering out, going back to our room. Like we did that for dinner. We went and got takeout off property curbside and brought it back to our room. And I, I think for us, that's what works. We did quick service at Animal Kingdom the other day. It was great. We sat outside. If I can do that, I think I'll do it. But um, mostly I think we'll, for me, I'll be doing in room. 
Yeah, no, that's the, that's the same with us. That's that's actually why we're at the cabins. That was yep. one of the primary reasons was so that we could bring all of our food. We can cook here as much as we want, or we can pick up and bring back. <laughs> and um, and that's what we're that's our plan too. That was our one uh, experience with dine in. And it was fine. Like Yak and Yaddy did a great job. I have absolutely zero complaints. Again, if you're going to eat in a restaurant during a pandemic, they did what you were supposed to do. Like they did the right things. I, exactly. It's just not my, it's not my comfort level to, um, to hang out inside yeah. longer than necessary. <laughs> well, it's why we didn't do like, we didn't do Phil magic. We didn't do carousel of progress. We didn't do hall of presidents. We didn't do anything where you were just sitting in a room in air conditioning for that amount of time with people. We were like, no, I'm perfectly happy being on every other doom buggy that's moving. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, no, I get it. Yeah, but not just like sitting and hanging out. Yep, yep. What else you got, Teresa? So the other thing, since and this is actually a really good segue because you both touched on it a bit in your responses. Um, we haven't really talked much about staying at the resorts right now because I know Jane during your last trip, you you know you went from home, and this past weekend, you both you both stayed on property, and Patty, you're still there. So what's what's the feeling like at the resorts? Is it less? Is it less noticeable that you're there in the middle of a pandemic? Because it's just kind of like, you know, this is my resort time now. I'm just here a little bit more. Or do you still have that same kind of level of, oh, things are different here too? We did not um, have a ton that felt really different. I will say that when we did go, uh, we stayed at Bay Lake Tower. Sorry, I probably should have started there. We stayed at Bay Lake Tower specifically because I did not want to... um, need to take transportation to magic kingdom. So uh, we wanted to just be able to walk over and I will say that when you go to the main building, the where Contempo cafe is and, and the shops and whatever, you kind of notice it there just because it's like eerie quiet. Um, Like there's no noise from chef Mickey's and there's just not a lot of people around. We actually forgot that the hotel part was open. We thought the hotel part was closed because it was that empty. Um, But when you get back over to Bay Lake Tower, there were definitely still people in there. We did mobile check-ins, so we never went to the front desk. We brought our own luggage in, which if anybody knows me, that is a big pet peeve of mine. Somebody should carry my luggage when I'm on vacation. Turns out this go round, it was me. <laughs> um, Poor Jane. I, really, it's it's one of the tragedies of my life. And but once you get in your room, um, we accidentally wound up with a fabulous magical upgrade, and we were very happy in our room. And I will say that. Because the park closes early, it's you are spending more time in your room and you're eating there. But once you're in your room, it was we felt comfortable. We felt like this is how we enjoy our vacations in Disney. And so for that part, I think it was fine. They do have the here's all the things we cleaned for you. And, and then, you know, we're like, well, what the heck were you guys doing for all the years before? Um, but <laughs> they, 
Right? I mean, come on. We're all talking about it. We're like, what do you mean you weren't wiping this stuff down for years? Um, I did bring micro wipes. We did additionally wipe things down because we don't trust you just because there's a sign. They do package (laughs) up remote controls. Like anything that they've touched and cleaned, they package it up to be like, look, we cleaned this and now it's in plastic for you. So that's great. I still wiped it down with my Lysol because then I know it's clean. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I would say the resorts kind of felt fine. We did not do the pool. We did not do any, um, look for any activities that will change this weekend. I'm going to Riviera. So I'm definitely going to be looking there cause they have a, they have a lot of, um, activities that are super fun over there, but that's and my I have some NBA players over there too. So oh, I, saw a, I saw a bus of NBA players. <laughs> They were pulling out yesterday coming from practice and we were like, Hey, so we saw them. They're real. They're real people. <laughs> They're real. They're here. Uh, so Fort Wilderness, I actually picked this resort again, specifically for the reason that it was going to give me some social distance. And I felt like it was probably the easiest resort to feel more natural and more normal than the other ones. We're not passing any guests in the hallway. We're able to stand out on our porch and be in the fresh air. And, you know, there's other people around us, but they're also off socially distance on their own cabin. Like we're not running into people, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, That being said, I don't feel like this is any different than any other Fort Wilderness experience that I've had before. We're still doing the same things we've always done. We're riding around on the golf cart. We're going up to the trading post. We're grilling out um, our hot dogs on our little grill out here. Uh, We are going to go up to the pool, but yesterday my kids took a turn. They went over to the big pool and checked it out. And they said there was A, too many people, and B, nobody was wearing masks, even when they were just like hanging out by the pool, which I understand is the rule. Like they're allowed to do that. My kids didn't like it. They were like, we don't want to hang out with that many people. So we're actually, our loop is very close to the smaller pool. And when we peeked over there earlier, it was empty. (laughs) So I think we're going to go use that pool uh, just because of less people. That's where everyone feels a little bit more comfortable in my family. Uh, But honestly, we probably would have chosen a less uh, busy pool anyway, because that's just where our comfort level is as well. Even in non-COVID times, we we kind of like less people at the pool anyway. Uh, but yeah, I can't say, I can't say that it feels weird or different here. The only things I, I will say is, um, you know, usually when you come and you check in at Fort Wilderness, they give you the rundown of all the goings ons that happen here. And a lot of that stuff isn't happening right now. Uh, we did not receive any paperwork saying like, that there's movie nights or that the s'mores campfire is happening. I'm not even sure if that's a thing anymore. Um, I know hoop-de-doo review doesn't happen anymore. Um, you can still ride horses. You can still rent bikes. I think you can still rent kayaks. I think all of those are things that are still options for you here. But um, some of the other uh, resort specific, more general activities are, are not happening. Um, that I can tell at least there was no paperwork inside it here when we checked in nor any kind of, you know, notification happening, um, along those lines, they're pretty much 
letting you check in and enjoy your privacy is for, for the most part is what's happening with uh, with Fort Wilderness. Any other questions, Teresa? I think those are the the main ones. Like I said, I was I was super concerned and super curious about the toppings bar, and I got that question answered. So I know well, <laughs> this, I this is the hard hitting news that nobody is talking about. Well, Everybody I do know, know somebody else asked about popcorn refills, um, and I did check on that. They they do have a popcorn bucket, a refillable popcorn bucket. They are selling, and the refills just come in the regular cardboard you know, carrier that they sell, like if you were just going to buy a container of popcorn. Um, So they will do refills, but they don't refill your particular bucket. They'll just give you one of those cardboard things and that's your refill. Cause I went to answer that question. Someone had asked that in the Facebook group. I was like, Oh, must find out about that. (laughs) And so one, one final question, which I know is the one that is on everybody's minds Uh, on Saturday when you were in magic kingdom, did either of you have a Josh tomorrow sighting? No, and I'm very mad. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I'm also mad. And I feel like if my transportation had worked out like I hoped, I probably could have stood a chance to see some Josh on Main Street. But because the transportation was delayed by as much as it was, because we were out there waiting for a boat probably by 8 o'clock in the morning. And when we got there, there was already a line. And that's when we were told, oh, the boats aren't even starting till 8.30. And I thought, well, that's cool. 8.30 still works. Because we'll be there by the time the official opening happens, and most likely they'll even open a little bit before eight nine o'clock, which was my assumption, and which is what happened. Um, so I really thought that I stood a chance of being able to walk in and see Josh and uh, you know everybody that we could say thank you to. Um, but when I walked in, there were some execs, you know, still waving on Main Street, but just not not the ones that I was looking for. <laughs> Yeah. And honestly, I had gotten there. I think I, I came through the turnstile at like 8.55. So I knew that I had um, gotten there in time for opening. Um, and I kind of had known from, I, Teresa, you had texted us and said, hey, social media says this is where they are. So I, mean, that's, um, I, it's, I, I knew it was important information to get out there. It was, you know, I appreciate it. You were like, you were like, <laughs> we have boots on the ground. I got to tell them. Um, so yeah, so I looked, but, um, no, he was not there. And I mean, listen, you know, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. That's but if it, you're listening, right. Josh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, we're counting on you. We're going to be there early tomorrow for Hollywood studios. So I'd really appreciate it. If you just give us a text, let us know which side of the street you're going to be on. <laughs> well, we won't, we won't bother you. We just want to come say hi, take a quick pic, and then we'll move on. Uh, and invite right. you on the podcast. And invite you on the podcast. Because of course. That's right. Of, of course. Uh, okay. Pros and cons. Real quick pro is the obvious pro. Guys, there's nobody here. No people. <laughs> uh, if you ever had that dream of, you know, nobody in front of you, nobody in your castle photo this is this can make your dream come true. If you ever had the dream of walking on any ride, now Rise of the Resistance is going to be different. They're doing a virtual queue there, but any other ride except for Rise of the Resistance, if you had a vision of doing that as many times as you wanted in a row, I am not exaggerating, not first thing in the morning, but if you come back at like four o'clock in the afternoon, you can walk on and ride anything you want as many times as you want. And that's 
that's the that's the honest truth. So hundred percent. If that floats your boat, if that's worth it for you, if you want to get all those reds in and not ever have to worry about that word fast pass again, then you may want to consider a Disney trip. <laughs> uh, so that's the biggest pro that I can say. Um, another pro, if you're an annual pass holder or Florida resident, there are some nice discounts for the rest of the summer. So uh, August and September, I think you can get 40% off uh, a lot of resorts. So consider that as well. Um, Cons. Cons come down to the fact that you are, you have a lot, yeah, it's, it's just, it's very different. You have a lot less choice in a lot of different ways, like we covered with food and with dining. Um, even with some of the resorts, some of the resorts are not open right now. So again, you know, you have less choice at the resorts. There's less dining available uh, here, Trails End has a fantastic buffet, and it's not—it's not happening. Um, they're not doing it. Um, they do have a—you a, know—I can walk up, I can order my meal, and I can—they just like Jane was talking about how it was all boxed up and put in a little bag. So was mine, and it was fantastic. And I was able to just to take it out, and we sat on picket benches outside in the shade, and it was great. But um, but yeah, you're not going to get. Uh, Ohana, for example, if that's, you know, your end all beat all, it's not going to happen, <laughs> Teresa. So I know that makes you sad that you can't get Ohana right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> devastated. <laughs> devastated. Um, and then obviously the biggest con of them all is that we are in the middle of a pandemic. This is a real thing. It's an absolute real issue. And, um, you know, people are still getting sick from this virus that is out there. So you know, those are my quick pros and cons. What else do you have to add, Jade? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you hit it on the pros and cons. It's definitely the biggest pro is the no people. Um, like I said, we went back Saturday afternoon. We did Space, Buzz, Teacups, Mind Train, Peter Pan, It's a Small World, in an hour and 15 minutes. So if that looks like you're kind of fun... <laughs> Then it's great. Um, but cons, yeah, I mean, you're just, you're constantly on guard. And, um, you know, we are in a pandemic. There is, uh, you will take a bath in hand sanitizer. So um, if you don't love hand sanitizer, then don't come. Because <laughs> there got to be points where I was like, we just put hand sanitizer on top of hand sanitizer within three minutes. Like, but yeah, that's, I would say, you know, it's just, it's just going to come down to a matter of personal choice. Yep. Yep. For sure. And if, and if you have any more questions, uh, you know where to find us and we are happy to answer anything that comes up. I'm here for a couple more days. Jane's here for a couple more years. Uh, so feel free to. <laughs> Feel free to reach out with anything specific that you are looking uh, for, uh, you know, in determining if if this is something that you are considering doing. And make sure you keep joining us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. Bye, y'all. Thank you.
Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. <laughs> 